What's going on, everyone? It is another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your boy, Jevin Lefave. I am bringing on host of SYP, Speaker Peace, Ian McNaughton, and good, good, good friend of the show. One of the most recurring guests on the show, Hayden Barton. We talk about the wild card weekend. Absolutely insane. And yeah, so we talk about that. We go through the games and just some of the potential coaching positions and coaching jobs up for grabs, what teams are expected to do. And then we preview the divisional round and give our picks, some against the spread, some we just went straight up. And But we kind of give our insights, some details, but it was a very fun episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple and Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube Left Side Heavy. Turn on the bell, like, comment, do all that. Follow the socials or plugged at the end of the show. But I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Here they are. The void numbers. God. <laughs> who do you? Who, what do you take me for? <laughs> it's episode 78 of Left Side Heavy. Uh, presented by Blue Wire Hustle. It's your boy, Jevin LaFave. And uh, this is for this past weekend. And Ian, if Russ leaves, you can crack one open with me too. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I got my boys Ian and Hayden on, and I just had a very, very sad weekend. Hayden, you witnessed me have a meltdown in my living room. Yes, and yes, Ian, I did. You were probably laughing at your on your couch at home. Very sad weekend, I even, but I was I wasn't even laughing. No, I was just. Honestly, from that, we'll, we'll get into it, but I was mostly impressed by the Bills from that game. That was my big takeaway, was just how impressive their offense was. Yeah, that was one of the most impressive offensive performances I've ever seen since I started watching football. Seven drives, seven touchdowns, and one kneel down. We'll get into it in a bit, but boys, how we doing? How we doing after this wild card weekend? Super wild card weekend. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like in SpongeBob, instead of Weenie Hut Juniors, it was Super Weenie Hut Juniors. That's what this weekend was. Um, I, th- I think su- the Super Bowl is probably my like favorite viewing experience. Um, yeah. And then probably Wild Card Weekend, especially now with the extra game. Uh, now it's a Monday night game, too. Uh, I think this is probably my favorite uh, weekend outside of this. Uh, outside of Super Bowl to watch football. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Is a... Uh... It was like so such like blow. It was like blowout century, blowout factory this past weekend. Like there was only like one true game that came right down to the wire. Yeah, and it was like the rest fed it to the wire basically. But Hayden, how are we doing? Oh, you know, man, fucking killing it. Am I? Uh, How's your back? My weekend. Okay, we won't talk about my back. <laughs> Fuck. Old oh man back. Dude, if something's actually broken in this, when got x-rays on Friday, if something's actually broken in my back, I'm going to be fucking, like, livid. But, uh, yeah, I guess regarding that, football, great weekend of football, must say. <laughs> now, do you think, who would the Saints have played if they made it? Would they have still the played? The Rams? Do the you Rams, think? They would have played tonight, and yes, they would have won. Yes, they would have won, yeah. Oh, 100%, dude. Are Taysom. you kidding me? Taysom uh, Hill meets Aaron Donald. It's it's not even about the offense for the Saints and the defense for the Rams, okay? It's about the defense for the Saints, okay? Now, 
How many picks did Matthew Stafford throw tonight? Zero. How many turnovers were there? Zero. Bro, Saints defense on a heater? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Rams totally threw that game just so they didn't have to verse the New Orleans Saints. You can't tell me wrong. After seeing this destruction that they laid on Arizona, mm -mm. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I feel like it would have been a lot better of a game, in my opinion. Hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously, because uh -huh. hindsight is twenty twenty. Going into it, I would have thought that Arizona Rams would have been a better game because they both split. So I think it could have gone. I thought it was going to go down to the wire, and then Kyler forgot how to play football, and uh, threw an alley oop at the <laughs> in the end zone. Did Kyler forget how to play football, or was this offensive play calling just shit from the get-go? Because, like, that that one trick play, that double pass that was, like, flagged because it was a forward pass, how early in the game do you have to go into your bag of tricks and reveal that you're desperate as fuck? Like, that was just awful. I knew the Cardinals were, were frauds right from the get-go. You got seven wins, and that was – this is their best season that they're going to have in a while. I call it sort of the season. Did not like the Cardinals. I, I think I told, at least I, I, I know I told Hayden uh, before this week of games that the Rams would beat the Cardinals. I wasn't really worried. The Rams have the better coach, better quarterback. Nothing that happened tonight surprised me too much. Um, Rip to my friend Ravisher who bet the Cardinals tonight. Money line did not go well for him. Nope. Um, May have gone the complete opposite. Yes. It, it, it literally <laughs> could not have gone any worse for him. But I said the Rams would win. So not saying I'm a genius or anything, but I think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's why you get paid the big bucks, right? That's why I get paid the big bucks. Absolutely. Well, um, boys, we'll start uh, at the very beginning and work to uh, tonight. Bengals, Raiders. Man, I'll tell you this right now. Raiders have been screwed with schedule-wise since the get-go. I don't know what they did, but, like, playing on the very last week and then having to go on the early game on Saturday and then their, like, schedule from the last – few weeks man they just got shafted and with the adver adversity they had to go through the season give Derek Carr some nominations for uh MVP man this guy had to carry a prison cell on his back pretty much <laughs> am I wrong here I mean I the, the the game itself was that that game was actually closer than I thought I had the Raiders winning, but it was closer than I thought it would be for that long, like going down to literally the last play. Yeah. Um, they just felt like they were behind so much. Like they, it felt like they were just like on their back the entire game and they could never get ahead partially because of the refs that, that call really stunk, but also because I thought Joe Burrow was really good and he made the Raiders defense look like burnt toast. Yeah, but that I think that like you say, that's what happens when you play the very last game on the Sunday night and then you have to play on Saturday. It's not totally surprising. 
And it doesn't help that they played in an absolute war on the Sunday night. It wasn't like a mm-hmm. uh, two-score game and it was over by the fourth. It was like that last drive by Herbert and then overtime. So it was it was crazy. Hayden, what were your thoughts on the game? Oh, yeah. You know, the Raiders, they, they did definitely get screwed. I, I don't really count this up to, uh, let's say – um, like their schedule wise, you know, every team had to play on Sunday. The fact that they got it Sunday night, yeah, okay, kind of shitty. But I mean, for the most part, what was really, really weird about this game was obviously that weird whistle when there clearly should not have been a whistle, you know, and then how the NFL just completely, you know, washes it over like it's nothing and just, uh, goes on to talk about it later, you know, and says, or like, I can't remember who exactly was talking about this mysterious whistle, but he was like, oh yeah, no, the whistle was blown right when he caught it. No, no, it wasn't. Anyone with eyes and ears knows that whistle was blown midway through. And now that refereeing crew is uh, penalized for their actions and they won't be refing another game this postseason, which doesn't surprise me. Nope. But, like, I, I don't understand. There were so many people saying that this is a rule. Take it back. Why didn't they take it back? You have the option to take it back. And I know it wasn't, like, late in the fourth or it wasn't, like, a fourth down play. So it literally maybe would not have mattered whatsoever, but it's a huge momentum killer for the Raiders. And 100%. You know, I, like a fair, I like a fair game. You know, if my team's going to lose, I like to lose in a fair way. But that – that just brought, you know, I see on Reddit, I just brought a lot of uh, 2018 Saints, Rams, NFC Championship vibes there with a bad missed call. So, ah, yeah, it also, it's getting brutal. It also changes um, potential, like, mindsets for the rest of the game because, say, they don't get the touchdown and they get a stop, force a field goal. Now they're only down – they're down by, like, more – more than half of what they would have been if the touchdown counted, right? So instead of get, giving up six, potentially seven points, they only give up three. Maybe they don't have to go for it at a certain point. They can afford to take a field goal and chip away at the score instead of like, you know, it just it changes the mindset. So that, yeah, like when you talk about momentum, it just changes the whole game plan of the Raiders now because they all right, now we're down in a whole touchdown. Now it's we ha- now we're in desperate measures now. So mm-hmm. it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about how like they kept climbing this hill. It felt, felt like they could never just get ahead. They were always just battling something. Yeah. And they were just never ahead. And it, even until like the very last play, they just it, it, ne- it never seemed like it was going to work out for them. No, I totally agree with you there. I totally agree with you there. Do you th- like, is this uh do you think this is a one-off? Obviously, the season isn't over for Cincinnati. They could freaking win the Super Bowl. But coming off this win, do you think this gives the franchise hope as, like, this kind of was a lucky year? Or do you think they can truly, like, build off of this year? Or is it just, like, a one-off? This is a total build-off of this year. Are you kidding me? They are rolling high. You know, like, they have a young quarterback, a young receiver, 
a running back who is definitely hey, going to be in his prime. Not just like a young, rec- not just a young receiver, like a top young five receiving core. core, top five receiving yeah. core already. Tyler yeah, Boyd no, is exactly. one of the best slot receivers. Jamar Chase has cemented himself as I'll give himself top ten just for sure because I mean people will probably put him in there and I wouldn't blame them. And then T Higgins mm-hmm. is becoming like a Mike Williams type of receiver where big play contested catch type of receiver who can make those big play, like big 25 yard catches. And then Joe Mixon had a career year. Joe Burrow's like really on the climb now. Like before it was like, Hey, is he's kind of looking like Kirk cousins. He'll have like the occasional big game, but then you'll have a dud every once in a while. But it seems like he's, you know, Joey franchise now. And like you said, that Hendrickson signing from the saints (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's probably one of the top three signs of the offseason because he was an absolute beast this year. So, no, I yeah. I totally agree that they can – I think the division will run through Cincy now because, I mean, as much as you want to say Baltimore and their coaching, I totally agree with you there, but I think Cincy's way more well-built than the Ravens. So, yeah. What are your thoughts on yeah. the Bengals, Ian? Like going it, forward, it's you're you're set up you're setting yourself up for ten years of success when you have that quarterback when you have those offensive weapons, um, you know the key to all this really is, is drafting well. Like they yeah. in and we all know that their offensive line was their weakest link coming into the season. You can prove the offensive line and give Burrow just another half second, not even of just extra time in the pocket. That's going to make his life easier as long as you're drafting well, drafting well, especially on the defensive side to give Burrow even more help because you've locked down the hardest part, finding yep. a franchise quarterback. You, yeah. You've got that. That's your and, guy. And giving him weapons to throw to. And giving him people, you know, easy targets to throw to. Um, You, you kind of got the hardest part down here if you're Cincinnati. It's just a matter of you're now a top three team, let's say in the NFC, top four anyways we think they're going to be division contenders for sure how do you get to that next level how do you get to that where kansas city has been um over the last few years that's something i think that's doable and again it's easy when you have the quarterback yeah so easy i agree i like it's like you said ian it's coming down to the point where they can't miss on these next upcoming drafts like they can't miss on any picks I know like their offense is well built, but the offensive line is up there as the most important part of the team because yeah, franchise quarterback's number one, but you also got to be able to protect them and like keep them up, right? Give them time to throw the ball. And Joe, I'm not saying Joe Burrow isn't mobile, but he isn't the most mobile quarterback. And especially with that knee injury he suffered last year, that decreases it a bit, right? And it, increases the risk of him being sacked it's like Gronk getting hurt all the time anytime he gets tackled I'm like holding my head I'm like please like get up don't be hurt like next thing you know it'll come out it's like yeah Gronk has broken ribs uh herniated disc in his back it's like man every like anytime this guy gets tackled he's hurt so you don't want that to happen with Joe Burrow so cement that offensive line and then Maybe there's still free agency, right? If you can mm-hmm. use some cap space to like just build depth on the defense. If you can have an average defense and a good offense, you can k- 
KC showed that you can win a Super Bowl that way. So, well, and and even like I I might be getting a bit ahead of myself here, but you're gonna have to give a major contract extension to Joe Burrow at some point. So yeah. if you can, you know, have some good offensive line pieces and some good defensive pieces on rookie deals as well, that really cements your chance at winning a Super Bowl. No, one hundred percent, totally agree. Uh, what's the next step for Vegas? move out of the fucking state because ever since they moved to Vegas, it's been DUI after DUI and arrest after arrest. Oh, <laughs> dude, they were perfectly fine in Oakland. They go to Vegas and all hell breaks loose. I mean, looking at it from a, from a, like an actual, like trying to figure out how to make this team a contender. Um, I don't know. I like, I, I think you have the franchise quarterback in car. They really seem to love him there. He probably needs an, another receiver. The defense, mm. the defense there outside of Max Crosby is very underwhelming for my liking. Um, this, this is a, this is a bit of a reclamation project. I feel like with the Raiders yeah. trying to make them like what Cincinnati, even getting to Cincinnati. Yeah. To their level. In you can probably relate to this more than Hayden, but they're they're looking like the Minnesota Wild right now. They're like they're not terrible, but they're not. They're very like yeah. mid mid to like above average right now, where they're good enough to make the playoffs, but not good enough to make a deep run. But they can give a team a tough fight, and it's like you got to commit one way or another. You got to buy in, or you got to just press the reset button and like load and even, up on capital. And even with the, the like. It's so amazing in their division with the Chiefs and the Chargers, just how not explosive the Raiders are. Yeah. Like this team is, you know, they tried to build under Gruden. It seemed like a very wear you down, grind you down. Like we're going to play, you know, hard football. And when you have a, a fantastic quarterback like Carr is, and you see the other offenses in that division, it's kind of like, well, I'd love to see more explosiveness out of this team. I love to see more over the top stuff, not yeah. just, you know, stick on third and three, like yeah. make a bigger play. But that's, that's just me. They lost their place like a stretch of field and rugs, but Hey, what do you think yeah. the next step is for the Raiders? Well, I see a positive move today after uh, the Raiders have now just moved on from Mike Mayock. Yeah, And I think that was a huge, huge lump or a huge stone in their way of greatness because you look at their draft, it, like these past couple of years, it has been shit. And, yeah. and like, and I say that very politely, but it's like, imagine like going back and looking at that draft, right? Henry Ruggs was the first receiver taken off the board. Uh, Justin Jefferson was sitting right there. And then you look C. at CD Lamb, Jerry Judy were also sitting there too. Exactly. Like there yeah. was there was so many different options for the Raiders. And then you look at this year, their first round picks was, was Alex Leatherwood. Yeah. Like that people were projecting him late second round, early third. You know, it's just I feel like their draft process was just terrible. And mm -hmm. I'm not saying Leatherwood isn't bad, but I feel like they reached for him. Definitely could have got him in the second round and could have got somebody else on the defense. And I don't think people do enough scouting on, you know, people's past histories with uh, 
you know, certain timelines and uh, what they are doing in college, because I, I saw a tweet that rose up from like Henry Ruggs and it was his girlfriend and she tweeted like, oh, I'm scared to get in the car with you. And then he's like, don't worry, baby, I'm a good driver or whatever. And that was tweeted like two or three years ago. And I'm like, you weren't in the league. So this scares me. And then again, with that corner who got arrested for a DUI too, asleep at the wheel, like people really need to be going back and checking on yeah. these people's histories. Cause it's a real thing. Yeah. Drug, drug and alcohol problems are a real thing. And with the Raiders, it seems so stereotypical to say, but it's, it's the truth. Especially like a D one top of the class athlete on the nation, the college's number one sport in the States at a top college. And he's Mm -hmm. like a projected top athlete. He's going to be raging for like continuously. And those habits are going to carry on, especially if of was it Oakland when rugs got drafted or, uh, I'm pretty sure they were were in Vegas. I'm pretty sure they were Vegas, but they hadn't played a game in Vegas yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. And especially drafting a guy like, to Vegas, like giving a young kid millions of dollars in Vegas after probably partying a ton in college, it's something you definitely have to look after. Obviously, you can't avoid it at all because you have to draft someone, and there's a good chance a lot of college football athletes are going to be partying a lot in college and going to Vegas is going to be tough, but something you have to monitor, man. It's because these you're given like and 21 year old kid like 12 million dollars it's like yeah i'm yeah. gonna go wild like yeah give a young right? kid seven yeah. figures on his paycheck <laughs> and then see what he does in vegas the day after he's being drafted it's like yeah time to fucking party <laughs> be, be responsible in bed by eight yeah fuck you dude i'm going to all the strip clubs on the vegas strip going to the casino and get hammered what do you mean I can't go to the Bellagio? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going. Yeah. But but I mean the other the other thing I want to mention too with the Raiders is that Gruden did have a lot of say and a lot of pull within that organization. Um, like they hired Gruden and they hired Mike Mayock. I don't know if I, I don't know how that's gonna influence now. Um, how that's gonna be in their free agent and in, in drafting. Um, you know, it depends on who the new GM and coach is, yeah. but that that's something that should I think should be noted should at least be recognized that th- these these are Gruden players that have been drafted the last three or four years and the results are very mixed. Um, quick note with Mayock being um, fired or let go, however you want to call it. Um, do you think they keep the coach or do you think they um, uh, go elsewhere? I, I I can't see how they keep the coach. I I think I heard they're also interviewing coaches or they've asked for permission to interview other coaches. So that sounds like you're not going to keep him. Maybe you're not keeping him as a head coach. Maybe he... Like if they're willing to stay like, right back to where he was. Yeah, if you can yeah. say like, hey, if you want to stay with us. Was he the OC or DC or... I think he was special teams, wasn't he? Special I feel teams. like he was a special, he was special teams, teams Okay, yeah. It's like, hey, if you don't mind staying here, going back to special teams when we just bring it. Because, I mean, like, he basically just like kept the team afloat. And then it's... I'm not blaming the guy at all because it's a tough situation to just jump into and like expect success right away. But yeah, I, I would say go a different route. 
Did we'll you see. hear what he did uh, Saturday night in the yeah. team hotel? He hand wrote letters to to every player. Yeah, that like, I I think he he does have a part of a head coaching job somewhere down the future, and for him to keep the Raiders afloat this year, I, he did a hell of a job. Yeah, and same goes for Derek Carr. But uh, boys, um, next game. I might start crying. So, do do you want me to do the uh, the lead in for this for you? Do you want me to do do this for you? I yes, please. So the Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots forty seven seventeen. Uh, Wait, how, the, much? how much? 40, how much? Forty seven seventeen. What's the stadium oh. called in Buffalo now? By the way, what's the new? Is is, is it New Era Field in Buffalo? I don't care. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it actually? It used to be New Era Field, I believe. It was Ralph Wilson. I thought Wilson it was and Orchard it, Park. It might have been. It was just, I thought it was just called that. Well, it's where the Bills play, where the Patriots had a bad loss on Saturday night. Um, let's let let's maybe give Jevin a few seconds here to kind of get in the mood to talk about this. Um, Hayden, what was your first takeaway, your immediate thoughts after the game Saturday night? Oh, my God. Well, being in the presence of the host and just watching what was unfolding, it was like looking at it was like looking at a hot knife, like a thousand degree knife mm-hmm. cutting through room temperature butter. Ooh. It wasn't needed mm. and it was just quick and it was over. It was done so fast. And I have never been more wrong on choosing uh, a team against the spread. And it was kind of just like, that's embarrassing. Like (laughs) I understand making the playoffs and Jeff's dad had a perfect analogy. You know, it's like going for a putt, you know, you give it enough and it gets there and you give it a chance to go in. But if you come up short, it never has a chance. Mm. I get that. It's just seeing that. And Bill Belichick getting out coached and just outplayed by everyone. It was, it was rough. It was rough. Hats off to Josh Allen who had a fucking amazing game. But I was gonna say my my biggest takeaway from the game was how good Ian Eagle, the lead play by play. No, I'm kidding. It was Josh Allen. Josh Allen actually <laughs> rocked uh, on Saturday. Um, more touchdown passes than incompletions. That's insane. Uh, um, I didn't realize. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure this was true, but. The Buffalo Bills are now the best RPO team essentially in the NFL right now, <laughs> um, which was uh, incredible seeing the Pats getting beat uh, like they did. Um, Jevin, do you have anything you want to add or say about this? This do is your podcast. I ever. All right. So <laughs> let me start. First of all, Mac Jones played great. He wasn't yeah. the issue. He threw the ball well. And I was telling Hayden this despite the score. It was the best game that I saw him throwing the ball and doing his job to get themselves down the field. Matthew Bolden, catch the fucking ball. Your job on this team is to be a receiving back, filling in for James White, who isn't playing right now. I'm pretty sure he's hurt or has personal uh, matters that he's attending to. One of the two. But your job on this team is supposed to catch the ball and gain yards. You can't be dropping 30-yard passes. Mac Jones threw the ball well. He threw a dime to, I believe it was Kendrick Bourne, but 
I, Jacoby Myers Hyde, in the end zone, right? Yeah, it was Jacoby Myers or Bourne. I, Jacoby Myers sounds right. But Micah Hyde made an unbelievable interception. Mm. People are saying uh ball was still underthrown. Yeah, by maybe an inch. Okay. It was a good throw that set the receiver up. Well, it was it was just a nice ball, and the DB just made a better play on it. Mac Jones was not the problem. He played well. Now, the defense was JV. It was junior varsity defense. Terry Fox Ravens could have put up a 50-piece on this fucking defense. I swear to God. Jojon Williams, what you literally let 50-year-old walking with a cane, Sanders, run right past you and be within a 10-foot radius to catch a touchdown pass. You literally just watched him run past you and he caught the ball. Mind you, the score, it was it was already a blowout when this happened. So it was just salt in the wound. But this, you're not, don't expect to be on the roster opening day next year. JC Jackson, you're supposed to be up there as an all pro cornerback and you just let Stefan Diggs run right past you. Same thing with Williams. Diggs didn't do a double move, didn't do a stutter, didn't do a curl and then run up. He didn't do anything. He just jogged right past, right past Jackson and then caught a 40-yard pass. I'm like, I was ripping my hair out. And mind you, I'm not one to be, this is on the refs, but early on, Hayden saw it. That holding call was bullshit. Like, the fact that we didn't get a holding call on that was unbelievable. He horse-collared the defensive lineman when he was running past him, and he was right in front of Josh Allen, and it ended up being like a 25-yard gain. Obviously, it probably wouldn't have mattered because we got schooled by 30, but in the moment, that's big. That's a huge momentum boost. That kicks him back 10 yards, and you never know what happens, right? Now, that's the Patriots part. To give Josh Allen credit that he deserves and the Bills in general, they played one of the most perfect offensive games I've ever seen in my life. Seven drives, seven touchdowns, big play after big play. Ian, you said it, more touchdowns and incompletions. That's You can just leave it at that, and that's a good game itself. But seven drives, seven touchdowns, and one kneel down. Those were the drives for... The Bills and all credit to them. They completely deserve the win. Bill Belichick and the coaching staff should be embarrassed. It was just, it was terrible. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm missing a few other things as well. But I no, mean, I think you hit, the, I think you hit the major parts. Like honestly, I think the TSN turning point was Hyde's interception. Like that when, like after that, after that interception, I'm like, okay, if Buffalo goes and scores here, like. I don't think you're coming back down 14 uh, no. in, in the cold. Yeah. And I mean, Mac, I think played even for B like, again, it was pretty cold in Buffalo on Saturday night and he played remarkably well for the passing. He did the throws he made. I think there has to be some credit given to him for that. So. Yeah. And like, he was like scrambling. He scrambled for a 13 yard first down and mm-hmm. he was like, he scrambled out of a blitz and he threw on the run like a 15-yard pass to Hunter Henry. Like, that was the first drive. And then he threw, in my opinion, I thought it was a dime. And then Micah High just made an unbelievable diving interception. And, like, you can't even be mad about that. It's like that was just a good play 
I was more like in disbelief that it happened rather than like pissed off at Jones yeah. for throwing a pick. I was like, how did he make that play? Like he didn't just knock it down. Like he caught that, like the amount of skill that it takes is next level. And yeah, it was just super frustrating to watch. Cause it was just, man, like Patriots can do any, they had no answer, no answer. And let's not forget about the dildo in the end zone because I think that was the highlight of the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fuck. I remember I remember just seeing that and I'm like, that's a dildo. <laughs> and it's not the first time that's happened in Buffalo either. Like oh, that, no. that, that's, that, that's that's an issue. But and, and Kendrick Bourne, what the fuck are you doing taunting the Bills fans down 37 points? We got a touchdown yeah. to make it what 41 to like 10 and he's like what's up like i'm like bro we're down by like 18 scores he was doing his best chase claypool impression okay god yeah (laughs) so 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 question then question then as a pats fan where do you think the team's going from here or what do you what do you think is next in the offseason for the pats i think I think, yeah, I, I think, think we should. I, I, there's there's two ways I'd, I'd go about it, but I want to hear what your thoughts are. I think we should sign OBJ. Get it? Mac, number one receiver. Okay. And then just, I think we, sh- we just need to give Mac some weapons, in my opinion. And then get some help in the secondary because. After seeing Williams after that play, mind you, I don't think he was even supposed to be starting because Jalen Mills got sent into COVID protocol like the week of the game. And I think he would have at least done a better job than him, but I don't think he would have been a difference maker. But man, yeah, I think Hunter Henry's been a good like red zone tight end, right? And I think Jacoby Myers can be a good wide receiver too. I think we just need a true number one option. I think we should... I think we should trade for Calvin Ridley. Either sign OBJ or trade for Ridley. Give up picks for Ridley because Ridley is the truth, in my opinion. He's the truth. And you, I don't know if Mac Jones is on Alabama, but I'm pretty sure Calvin Ridley was drafted before Jones got to Bama, yeah. right? I'm yeah, thinking, I'm thinking about Devontae Smith or um, wasn't there another uh, another Ridley brother, or was he on defense? There's Riley Ridley, I believe, who was a Bears. Oh, he was player. on Georgia, not Alabama. That's my bad. But uh, yeah, so I think we should trade for Calvin Ridley or sign OBJ, one of the two. But if OBJ is going to be like a ton of money, then like probably won't happen because it's Bill. But I say trade for Calvin Ridley, and then our old line's pretty good. I think our defensive line was doing well all year with Judon as well, but beef up the secondary and get a number one option. That's what I would do. And yeah. our, our backfield's fine with Harris and Stevenson. They're ballers. So I was going to say, if you're in new England, you either have to go like a Kansas city route of like getting either like an, a, a, a whole new offense or just like, you got to load up, you got to load up on offense or defense. Like, basically, you're going to go all in on, like, okay, we lost to the Bills because of our defense, so then we're going to get more defensive players and better defensive coaches. Or Mm -hmm. you just decide to be the Chiefs. It's like, okay, we're going to add a bunch of offensive weapons and maybe even, I don't don't think you're firing Josh McDaniels, but, like, you get 
new offensive voice of like we got to be more creative on offense. It's one or the other. I, uh, we need to get Mac Jones a receiver who can work on all levels of the field, short, medium, and long. And I think Ridley can do that. He showed it in Atlanta. And I think we should give up. I'm willing to give up picks and, I don't know, so, like some sort of anything to what, get what, Ridley. What about Michael Thomas? Yeah. I mean, if he's healthy and... Not suspended. <laughs> but also a name if maybe available mike williams i know he's more of a deep threat but okay like kendrick Bourne could be our uh gadget player and then mike will we can use as a deep threat but he's probably expected big money so but yeah michael thomas i changed my answer from the to michael thomas uh, i know uh, i know you there really are... want to make my blood boil huh <laughs> I know there are 31 teams who would be interested in Michael Thomas. Let me tell you. Actually, I want Tyler Lockett, actually. I changed my mind. Mm. Yeah, the best wide, uh, Seattle Seahawks <laughs> wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, the best Seahawks wide receiver is Freddie Swain. I thought you guys both knew that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to say something about the New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, go I ahead. Get, like, go and hold new offense. Uh. What did you sign Nelson Aguilar to? Like, what did they sign Nelson Aguilar? Was Doesn't it three he have years? a one-year deal? No, he was, was three. He was like a three-year deal. And then what about Kendrick Bourne? Was he three years as well? Something like that, but I like Kendrick Bourne. I think he can... I like Bourne too, but what, what do they do about Aguilar? Because how Release many receptions him. did he have? Release him. Fuck, you gotta do man. something to like, try and get a trade from him, right? You don't just release him after signing him for that much. Give him some Atlanta for Ridley. One for one. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean Atlanta does that. <laughs> uh, no, but I don't know what his contract is. Ian, I also just want to say this. Yeah. Um, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> but when, <laughs> was it when something Saints, I said? When oh, the Saints was... went out, do you know what he tweeted? Do you know what he tweeted when the Saints were mathematically eliminated? No. He tweeted hashtag who dat. So, I think that means he's coming back next season. I don't want to like spoil any fantasy. Well, then I can say you know Russell Wilson ended the Manny cast tonight with you know go Hawks. That's what he said at the end of it. So I can assume that Russell Wilson is coming back to Seattle. Yeah, and honestly, for as much or for how cool it would be if Russell Wilson like demanded a trade, I really hope New Orleans does not go for Russell Wilson. Okay, I like Jameis Winston. <laughs> I oh, like God. him in this system. And by all means, Seattle, keep Russell Wilson. Yo, if you're bringing, uh, if you're keeping Jameis Winston, you guys should go for Mike Williams if Thomas is coming back. Give, it depends give, how the draft, give, give, how the draft goes. Give Mike, Will- like Mike Williams, Jameis loves throwing the ball deep, and that's exactly what Mike Williams is good for, contested catches and deep threats. Just so only if, sign, just so only, the, sign rec- and, only sign receivers with the first name Mike. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, he's expected a payday because he finally had a good year. But I mean, I don't think that wouldn't be a bad idea. But New Orleans Agu- also does not have money. Yeah, so true. Aguilar <laughs> uh, is signed a two-year deal, twenty-four million dollars. Oh, okay. so oh you, can has, you can get you can get out of that. So he's one year left. Uh, Fifteen million dollars cap hit. You can get year. out of that. This is, this is the NFL. You can yeah. you can find a way out of that. Yeah. 
15 million dollar cap hit. But uh, let's move on here, boys. So the yeah. next game was uh, Eagles Bucks. I mean, I don't think we have to talk about this one for long. But I was actually, I was actually kind of hyped about this game. Like I was All right, actually take like, it, I, I, take it away, and take it away, okay. Mr. Syp, host for, of Syp. For, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I think the Bucks are repeating. This this team looked clinical, and I know it's the Eagles. But this team looked clinical. This team was prepared. And Brady's yelling at guys who aren't running their full routes, who are, you know, Tyler Johnson, who just, like, slowed up, you know, 75% of the way through his route, and Brady's still giving him shit. Yeah. That's what I really love about, you know, watching Brady in the box. Yeah, that's uh, probably the most frustrating thing as a quarterback is when people don't run their routes, like, to th- – Till the whistle blows, pretty much. Yes. That's probably the most frustrating thing. And Tyler Johnson is, you know, running over the middle of the field. Like, he's bound to get popped by somebody. But still, you got to go make a catch on third down. If he pulls it, like, he could be the reason if someone's close to picking it, his contact going for the catch can prevent that. If he pulls up, that could be an easy pick. And Brady's like, what the fuck, dude? I was anticipating you to be in this spot. And you got at least made a... Man, you gotta be you gotta come ready to play. You gotta be ready for the big hits as part of being a receiver going over the middle. Well, and, and even like even the first touchdown Tampa Bay scored where Bernard w- like got motioned back into the backfield and it looked like a messed up play from the beginning because they were taking so long to get it set and they still managed to get a touchdown out of it. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, this team is really good. This team, this team is locked and loaded. Um, thoughts on Jalen Hurts. I get nervous when he crouches. Um behind like in a pistol or a shotgun formation that 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 kind of that kind of makes me nervous when i see him crouch like a major league catcher it actually pisses me off seeing jalen hurts like not come to play because i feel like there's certain games that jalen hurts comes to play and then other games he'll just completely fold like a fucking bill's table yeah, And it pisses me off because there's nothing more frustrating than when you go into the postseason, and I get it, it's the Eagles, fans are obnoxious, but even looking past that, there's actually somewhat of a hype building around it. You know, it's the best rushing offense going against, like, a top three rushing defense. And what do they not do? They don't fucking run the ball. Like, come on, man. Play to your strengths, uh, man. It well, pissed and, and, me off. And the other it, thing too is that I think Tampa Bay had like at least like a fifty percent blitz rate, yeah. Like throughout yeah. the throughout the game. So, I mean, kudos to Tampa Bay for just like, yeah, uh, we're gonna send the house uh, half the time against Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Good luck, man. Good luck yeah. in your first NFL playoff game. Yeah, there was no there was no halftime adjustments from nope. Nick Sirianni and. For everyone who was saying, like, oh, Nick Sirianni, coach of the year, they go fuck themselves. That was the worst performance I think I've ever seen uh, against anyone going up against Tom Brady. Like, actually pissed poor. The fact that they got 15 points was all garbage. No, because I was all garbage. Going into the game, I was thinking, I was like, this could maybe be like last year Washington football team against the Bucks, like a scrappy, like somehow they just like, play tom brady well after the first five minutes i was like this is going to be an absolute route 
like this isn't going to be close. And like they I'm going to say they more than doubled them up because Hayden, like you said, most most of the Eagles points were just in like when it didn't matter. So Mm -hmm. and by the way, Vaughn, that running back for Tampa, Ronald Jones, you're like. You're like a few games left from being released, bro, or being traded for something because that Vaughn guy is going to take over your spot. Like, he's a, he's being way more productive when Ronald Jones hasn't been in, in place for Fournette. So they might, because you got to keep Fournette, right? Because he's still, oh, you got to keep Fournette. Because he's not old and he's been one of the more productive running backs the past couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Especially in the power pl- backs, yeah. Especially in the playoffs, and like that's what your team's like built around is like being in the playoffs right now. Anytime Tom Brady's on your team, you're playing for the playoffs, and Leonard's proved he's good in that. And Vaughn's taking over like as a good uh, handcuff. So Rojo, everybody pack your bags and hop on a flight to a different team because I mean, time's running out for you. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's off of Tampa Bay next season. Yeah. He can't catch for shit. He's just a pure runner. And, like, half the time he's getting, like, two and a half yards to carry. And it's like, yeah, that ain't going to cut it. But I think that's enough for this game, unless you boys had anything else you wanted to add. No, I I, I just wish – oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I, I like, did, like, probably too much film study and too many notes for that game. I wanted to at least use some notes I took. Hey, I respect it. NFL insider Ian McNaughton at your service. I just wish the Eagles You're gonna have to start paying you to come on the better. show now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about the Eagles, Hayden? Uh, I just said I wish they played better. I uh, yeah. I texted Kyler, Jeb, and I was like, uh, "Why Eagles fly, baby?" Eagles. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, they just played like shit." And I was like, "They just." Ah, it makes my blood boil the fact mm. that they couldn't actually do something against Brady because mm. it's always to send pressure at Brady. It's not that bad, and their defensive line is frisky as fuck. But yeah, is what it is. It is what it is. Damn boys! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, when you said or when you posted that thing on your story last night about Dak praising fans for throwing shit at the refs running out the field lost my respect for him if that that report was true but like i've seen multiple reports like saying that he said that so he did he did say it in a post game presser he did i lost my he was like you know how the question always goes around if you were to pick one quarterback to build your franchise around who would it be i think a quarterback that was being overlooked a lot was dak because of he's a leader and he's shown that he can play, he can pr- play good enough to like lead you to a Super Bowl. It's just a matter of like showing up like when it matters, which is obviously the most important part. But you need to have a good foundation at least, and he has that. And he can, he's a good leader. As soon as he said that, it's just like lost my respect for him. Like people, you can be called a leader all you want. It's all about how you are to the media. And if you're saying shit like that, dude, I'm sorry, yeah. man, but like, what are you doing? See, I lost like my res- I lost my respect for him when he started balding like LeBron, and he's not even thirty. <laughs> <laughs> like, See like, did you, like, did you see, like, on your uh, laptop there, Ian? Did you have that written down? 
No, I was watching no. him last night and like he's sitting on the bench with his like head down. And it's like, dude, that's LeBron's haircut. Like that looks like yeah. LeBron. Um, you don't deserve to win this game. But as a Seahawks fan, I am a little bit disappointed at the Niners won. But it's not like the Cowboys deserve to win that game anyway. They didn't even deserve to get that last possession anyway. So, no. Um, no. Sure. It's, it's fucking awful considering that uh, you could praise people for throwing shit at the refs when, A, how many penalties did they take? 14. And two. Yeah, two of those 14 were probably the most stupid penalties I think I've ever seen in my life. Bro, it was that hands to the face by the defensive lineman. Yeah, and then it was uh, oh. the defensive holding where yeah, Lawrence tackling. and then and then Lawrence was like this to the ref. He's like, "What?" It, it, it's it, like, he bro, literally, like, he literally you gave bear hugged him. He literally gave him. him a rock bottom on the yeah. middle of the field and called it good. Yeah. Do you was... know how hard it is to get a defensive holding penalty? As a defender, let alone a fucking defensive lineman. Yeah. On a lineman, like, come on! It, and, and it wasn't even near the play. It wasn't needed. And also, <sighs> I'm gonna say it right now. In my opinion, I think the refs did everything they could to keep Dallas in that game because mm-hmm. that Debo fourth and inches that was really close to a first down. And I, and, I, and, I, and and I think they gifted Dallas. That, in my opinion, I think they kind of gifted that. I mean, I'm gonna have to look at the replay because I was working that night too, so I may have missed a few things. But I thought they made that first down and that false start on Trent Williams when he didn't even move. It wasn't a, it wasn't a false start. No, he wasn't I, set. no, I saw him like this. The ref did this, and I was Are like, you talking about like that sneak, yeah. That it, I think the problem the, pro- the problem with that was the fact that Kyle Shanahan was galaxy braining it, trying to motion his best lineman on a fourth down sneak. That's what I'm I pretty think. sure. I'm pretty sure that it was a legal procedure because he wasn't set. He like oh, I thought they called like, him on down. a false start. No, I'm pretty sure it was a legal procedure because obviously you can't have multiple people moving at the same time, and then you have to be set. And he just put his hand down when the ball snapped, and you have to wait for a second. Oh, that's like on half a second. That's on Garoppolo then. Yeah, exactly. It was on Garoppolo okay. because he I, I thought, I, I thought it was gone. a I thought it was a false start, and I caught it when Trent Williams put his hand down. I didn't see him move, and I was like, "That wasn't yeah. a fault." That's my bad then. But yeah. in my opinion, I still think Cowboys tried everything they could to keep Dallas in that game, and they they ran a QB sneak with 14 seconds left, no timeouts, and. And Dak gave the ball that to the, so to a center. <laughs> I I no, I didn't mind that play call. It's just Dak should have got down like because way like, sooner. No, should have got yeah, down so, sooner and gave it to the yes. ref instead of a center. Yeah, or the yeah. center, then the center give it to the ref. Like, Let the ref. What like, yeah. What that, I didn't that, understand is like with Tony Romo. I think he had a perfect play. Like there was three defenders on each of the sidelines marking the five, ten, and fifteen. Why not just take two shots to the middle of the end zone? Yeah. Each play would probably be like 10 seconds, but if it's an incompletion, that's 10 seconds plus four. That's two plays. Yeah. And instead you run a QB draw and you don't even find the ball to give it to the ref. And it's just like, yeah, hey, come um, on, man. I Come on. And in my opinion, they just shot themselves in the foot by not getting into it sooner. Like they just... I mean, I think that defense yep. was 
vulnerable last night and they just didn't do enough on offense throughout the game. So don't blame. I, I hate playing the refs card because it's just, you just got to play better as a team. If you're the real deal, you shouldn't be in a position to blame the rest for a loss. Oh, so then, so then let's blame Mike McCarthy. Like that dude should be fired. Play calling. Yeah. I, I don't know like, how he got a job too. Like that. Like here's the thing. Dallas, since Dak's been there, that play calling for the Cowboys has been stagnant, has been boring, has been uh, kind of like the Raiders, just underwhelming. Like they, you could be doing so much more like the Chiefs or the Chargers, and that play calling is so yeah. poor. And that goes to Jason Garrett. That goes to Mike McCarthy. Now I'm afraid somebody like Kellen Moore, who's been influenced by both of them, is going to be getting some head coaching job and it's going to have the same dull play calling as those two guys. Well, I was just about to ask, do you think this affects Kellen Moore's chances of getting a head coaching job? Because his name's been thrown around prior to that game, right? It was thrown around prior to that. Like Kellen Moore, he's been doing great for the Cowboys offense this year. And then that QB and then that. I don't. I think it's a bit questionable, but I think he should just stay within the Dallas organization. Uh, I he, I think stay what he's doing right now. But I do think Mike McCarthy should be gone. Like, hey, so Dan Quinn and Kel Moore have been getting jobs. Do yeah. you think you just let go of Mike McCarthy and hire one of those two to become head coach, and then hire a new OC or DC? Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to that. Um. Because Dan, Dan Quinn's already been an NFL head coach. I don't know why he, why he couldn't get another gig. Do you think with how good the offense is and like the weapons they have, they should hire an offensive-minded coach or defensive-minded coach? Offensive. Probably an Dan offensive. In, but... So should they hire Kellen Moore as head coach and keep but, – but Dan Quinn, chances are they're going to lose him because he's gotten four interviews from that, yeah, so head that, coach. So, that's, so, that's, so what do you think is more valuable then? You value having a defensive coach like Quinn, or do you value having an offensive guy like Kellen Moore? Chances are they're just going to lose Dan Quinn, and they're just going to yeah, have to probably. find a new DC. They're going to keep McCarthy and Kellen Moore. Yeah, that's Jerry, probably how it is. that's probably how this will end up. It's Dallas. Nothing makes sense there, so they're going to keep Mike McCarthy because it's not yeah. the logical choice. But it's a Cowboys, so they don't like making logical choices. So they're going to keep Mike McCarthy as head coach. Kellen Moore might get a head coach job somewhere i wouldn't be surprised but i think he should stay in dallas and dan quinn probably goes somewhere i'm gonna get the vikings why not we where where does dan quinn get hired i think he got a he got a interview with chicago minnesota miami and houston i think it was i think the broncos too i think the broncos no it, it was it was denver not houston i think the broncos interviewed both of them that would probably be my bet yeah, I'd say the Broncos probably Denver? gets Dan, yeah. Dan Quinn. Yeah, I'll say I'll uh, say they, Minnesota. They have, well, they had a, a defensive coach in Fangio. They might go offensive. They might go Kellen Moore. I'll say I'll say. I don't uh, think, I don't think the uh, the coach was a problem for the offense, though. I think that was just like the offense itself. Well, you're telling me Drew Locke is not, or Teddy Bridgewater is not franchise quarterback material now. Not for the Broncos, no. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, he's told, I think he's a system quarterback. I like Teddy. I wish we kept Teddy because he was fit. He fit he's well a, for the system. He's a good stopgap quarterback. He's just a better fit, in my opinion. Yeah, he'll win you 50% of the games where Drew Locke will probably lose you 80% of the games. So, yeah. That's who my would you, opinion. Who would you rather have as a 
uh, stopgap quarterback, Garoppolo or Bridgewater? Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater, Teddy B. Yeah. Like, I think the way Bridgewater's best fit is a situation like San Fran, when you have Trey Lance who needs some time to groom, so you have a guy like – but I don't think – I mean, Garoppolo's been playing well the past few weeks. So. Well, the, well, no, the, the, like, they're like two different guys. We're like Garoppolo, like – will force balls and will make mistakes whereas Bridgewater just won't take those risks. Like he's yeah. just very safe. He doesn't usually yeah. take take big risks. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I'd go with Bridgewater. Yeah. Fair. Chiefs Steelers. Big Ben probably the last game as a Steeler. Ian, I know you had a hard on to talk about this game, so why don't you go ahead, big guy? The biggest win from this weekend was the fact <laughs> that Ben Roethlisberger got his ass kicked on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> it's not the Cowboys losing. It's not the Patriots losing. It's Big Ben uh, getting shitted on in Kansas City. Um, that that dude has it coming, and uh, I'm glad he's gone. I'm, I'm, yeah. the, the NFL is in a better place today because Ben Roethlisberger is gone than when he was in it. I mean, he was I shot. Agree. He was shot like three years ago. Uh, yeah, easily three years ago. Should have um, retired last season. Yeah, should have retired two <laughs> years ago, three years ago. Yeah, have both of his seasons back to back ended on Sunday Night Football? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. Uh, because that was the Cleveland game last year, yeah, wasn't it? The Cleveland it? game, yeah. And oh yeah, they got, in the playoffs. They got right, yeah. shitted on in that game too. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, they got bent over and shown the fifty states. Ah, oh, God. Uh, and I here's the thing, I I want to root for the Steelers. Like I like, there's a lot of pieces I love on the Steelers. Um, nah, Steelers can kick rocks, man. It's nah, so hard to root for Ben Roethlisberger, man. That guy's a fucking uh, did you see the uh, the the part where they started describing like what kind of a player he was, and it's just like, oh wow, they forgot rapist there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that's uh, that's tough to miss, isn't it? Um, like, yeah, such a no, head I, scratcher of a person. Um, thank God the Steelers lost, uh, and not just for betting purposes. Uh, thank God the Steelers lost. <laughs> um, that. I, I will say the one positive: T.J. Watt getting a touchdown. I don't, I don't mind that. T.J. Watt's cool. T.J. T.J. Rock or T.J. Watt rocks. I, I like T.J. Watt. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, the fact that he signed that big contract and then tied the sack record the year after just showed that the money was worth it. Because a lot of people, oh, spe- a lot of spe- people speculate like contracts being signed and then they bust the year after. So it's like that whole conversation, like. Did they screw up by signing him to this much money? But then he like ties the sack record. It's like, all right. <laughs> no, I think he's good. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think then, he's, yeah, I think he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I think it's completely fair that he got that yeah, deal. Hundred percent, totally agree. Jeff, did you see that uh, one thing of like that PMT guy? Like part of my take, Duncan was telling me about it last night. This guy had put a bet for. Um, the he put a bet for Watt scoring the first touchdown. Only problem is he accidentally bet Derek Watt, not TJ. Oh Jesus! No. <laughs> so it's it's he thought he got it, but it was it was actually uh, he bet on Derek Watt getting not TJ Watt. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, speaking of PMT, different team, but did you guys, I posted this on my story, but Big Cat, for part of my take, he's had uh, Matt LaFleur on their show. Yeah, and I he's saw like, that. He's like, hey, uh, hypothetical question here. Two minutes left. You're down eight. <laughs> Fourth <laughs> and eight on the 15-yard line. Do you go for it or do you kick the field goal? <laughs> Because that and it took him like a second to yeah. realize what it was. Right? And LaFleur yeah. was like, you're a funny guy, aren't you, big cat? And he's like, what? It's hypothetical. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Oh, yo, I laughed so hard. He's like, um, and then he was like, hey, uh, Matt, is uh, three times three greater than eight? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, so that was your plan to get three field goals instead of a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I laughed. The ball's the you have to have to ask like the coach who fucked that up is like unbelievable. But I thought that was so funny. I can't wait till they do it again in the NFC championship. <laughs> yes. Ian. Thank you. Yes. Green Bay will not make it past the NFC hey, championship. Hey, you shush, you shush. You guess the Cowboys to make the Super Bowl, Hayden. All right. Yeah, it was just an off chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but last game, just happened tonight we are recording on monday cardinals rams rams absolutely route arizona um boys what did you think of this game i obviously hayden you were saying before we recorded you thought or no as we were recording you thought if the saints made it be a closer game i thought it would have been a closer game than it was because they split the regular season but I mean, yeah, it was just like a Arizona just did not come to play. I'll say it now and I'll say it again. Arizona fraudinals, okay? <laughs> Kyler Murray, man, I know there's a lot of jokes about him being a midget, but legit, if that guy didn't have scrambling ability, he would not be as good of a quarterback as he is. You know what I mean? Like, you look at the offense built around you can, him, too. You can say that about Lamar, too, though. I don't know. Yeah and no, but I feel like I think Kyler's a better. I think Kyler's a better thrower of the ball than Lamar is. So take out their scrambling abilities. I'm still taking Kyler over Lamar. I think there's a different aspect between Lamar and Kyler, though. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what it is. It's your opinion, like my opinion, whatever. Regardless, I just don't think Kyler Murray is or will be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He'll be great for views because of the big playability that he has. But he just, I don't know, like something about him just doesn't like give me that it factor. And this was something that I had at the early part of the season when I thought that they were going to be uh, six and 11 or five and 12. I didn't think they'd be in this position that they're in, but obviously it completely benefited from them being last in their division last year and getting the brunt of all the fourth seeded teams this year. And LA uh, totally sold last week. Uh, clearly, they wanted to play a worse team in the Arizona Cardinals and not the New Orleans Saints. So congratulations to the LA Rams. I can't wait to see how the refs in the NFL will get you into the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Ian? I think the Detroit Lions really you know, destroyed the Cardinals. That, that was really uh, the downfall. Um, it, it's really the Detroit Lions that we have to uh, praise uh, because no, 
Since- Dan Campbell went into LA and gave Sean McVay his playbook. And then <laughs> McVay only used those plays. I and mean, then that's what beat the Cardinals so bad. It makes sense because there's quite a few tricks, you know, the, the Odell pass tonight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but no, like the better coaching staff won, the better quarterback won, the better team won, um, team with the better uniforms won. I think the Cardinals are like five years too late in changing their jerseys. Cardinals could use a uniform change. Um, this is just who the Rams are. Like they're just one of the most elite. One of the most, if not the elite team in the NFL right now, they can beat you in a variety of ways. The secondary is a little bit, you know, banged up where Eric Weddle has to come in and play real, (laughs) real snaps. It was his first game in 750 days tonight. Yeah. So that's a bit, that's a bit concerning, but in terms of just winning tonight on Monday night football. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I relate the Rams a lot to the bills. Very hot and cold. When they come to play, they come to play, but also, when they have a stinker, they look vulnerable. You know, Stafford led the league in interceptions or tied the league with most interceptions thrown. Any of like four, four of them were like pick sixes, right? So like when they don't come to play, man, they can be it it could be quiet for them. And then especially with the Bills, man, you saw like nine six to Jacksonville. Like there's some games where like I mean the Jets gave them a run for their money for like three quarters in week 18, right? But like, so I, I kind of relate them the same, but like when they're on, like you saw tonight, like this week, Bills were on fire, Rams were on fire, and they looked unstoppable. So Cam, just Aker, the, Cam Akers looked really good. Yeah. Too. He was impressive that in the is, run game. Tours Achilles six months ago, and he's getting 18 carries in wild not card even game. Not even six months ago, 176 days ago, he tore it. Yeah, it's it said 176 yeah. days. <laughs> yeah, it said it said torn Achilles six months ago. So I was I just went off that. But if yeah, I, no, if, I if, hundred, but, if yeah. you know, if I was in, the, if I was him, I'd probably still be resting it and playing PlayStation, playing Madden at my house. <laughs> oh, playing I would be milking it. Yeah, like I, I, I would be, you know, just playing Madden instead of actually playing in the game yeah and then just running for 200 yards with myself if I was Cam Akers yeah it's crazy that a torn Achilles for a running back is like four years ago that's career ending yeah and now it's like career ending and now it's like players come back stronger than they were before yeah like every (laughs) time he ran and I saw someone go for his legs I'm like yeah don't do it it's like Gronk with the back, like I said earlier. Anytime he comes yeah, back no, from exactly. a back injury, he gets tackled. And I'm like, all right, he got up. He's okay. But, uh, no, yeah, Rams move on. It's going to be a very exciting uh, week next week. Let's preview it. You know, we'll uh, continue with the Rams. Rams-Bucks. Uh, we got Brady. I'm pretty sure they played this year, and the Rams beat them. Yep. Uh, what do we got? Uh, what are our predictions? How do we think it's going to oh, go? Hayden, I'll start with I, you. I just can't wait for the Bucks to come in and just absolutely shit kick the Rams. Are you kidding me? There's no way that the Bucks lose to the Rams on, what is it, Saturday or Sunday that they're playing? I can't remember which Sunday, day I believe playing. it's Sunday. Is it, okay. Uh, yeah, there's, Sunday, yeah, Sunday. There's no way in God's name that – they get slapped around like they did when they came to LA, you know, it's going to be in Tampa and 
it's it's just gonna be like almost like a warm up game. I'd say. Yeah, I don't even want to say that because if it if the Rams win, then this is just gonna get put on fucking your uh, Instagram. And I'm just gonna be clowns. So actually, you know what? <laughs> Bucks still gonna win, but it. Yeah, the Rams they'll try everything they can. It it doesn't I matter think. that you said that. I'm just gonna cut it out and I'm gonna cut the earlier clip. <laughs> it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be on freezing cold takes when the Rams yeah, win. That, that's what it's gonna be on. Um, I think the Bucks will win. I do believe though. Correct me if I'm wrong. They played each other this year in L.A. and the Rams won. They played each other last year on Monday Night Football and the Rams won. Yeah. Rams with two, Goff. With Goff, Rams are two and zero against the Bucks under Brady. Just throwing that out there. I don't know if that means anything. I just think it's interesting. I, I I I still have Tampa Bay probably winning the Super Bowl right now. But yeah, Saints are four and zero against Brady in the regular season. Yeah, well, the season. Saints aren't playing, Hayden. The oh, Saints are out. You're, oh, all of our teams are playoffs. on the same couch oh, watching the damn the game this weekend, Hayden. Don't give yeah, me this oh, Saints four and zero bullshit. Zero oh, and one in the playoffs. We're all all of our oh, teams no. are on the same couch watching the games this weekend. I great but there's there's just some sort of fucking voodoo that comes with tom brady in the playoffs okay it doesn't matter that he was shut out uh or that he was absolutely mollywopped last year when he got beat 38 to 3 in tampa he still is going to win (laughs) it's some magic voodoo that he has yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the bucks i think it's gonna be within a touchdown or like it's gonna be like, I think it's no more than like a ten point game, and I think if anything, it'll be like a last second field goal to like maybe get it to seven. Like I think it's gonna be within a score, but I, I have the Bucks winning. But I think it's gonna come down to the wire, in my opinion. I think you're also really stupid to bet against Tom Brady. Yeah. Yes. In the in the playoffs. In the playoffs, yeah. exactly. that should be stated. Especially when he has his boy Gronk and the way he's connecting with Mike Evans right now. And if they get one one of those running back, like if they get Fournette, Fournette will back. be coming back next week. Yeah, yeah, and they're. I mean, I know it's the Eagles, but they did have they had a pretty good offensive line, and that defensive line got af- got to the backfield quick. Yep. And the way Winfield yep. played this week. <sighs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll take Bucks, but I do think it's gonna be a frisky game. Um, we'll stick in the NFC Packers, San Fran. I actually think San Fran could pull off an upset. Here. I do too. I do too. Only, only because I think the green Bay defense is overrated as fuck. I don't even think that <laughs> it's just that Kyle Shanahan has had Sean McVay's number. Like Sean, are you going through the McVay coaching tree with LaFleur? I, I screwed up there. Yeah. I meant I meant uh I was thinking about uh week eighteen when Shanahan beat the Rams. That's my bad. But I do still think it's uh San Fran could pull something off, but I have Green Bay winning. I'm picking Green Bay because I think it's I think we're have I think we're going it's the to the safe a, choice. I think we're going to an NFC championship repeat. Rematch but, rematch. But here's the thing. When you're hot, you're hot. Like this is the best time of year to get hot. And the 49ers are rolling 
with yes two big wins in a row. That's true. Let's not forget the Lions did beat Green Bay week 18. Are we are we counting that? Because like Rogers was not playing for like three quarters. The Lions almost beat the Lions almost beat San Fran earlier in the season. But then I could all yeah. but then I could also throw out my logic to Hayden where it's like, yeah, well, the Seahawks beat the Lions in week 17. <laughs> so the Seahawks should be playing. Like yeah. <laughs> so the I, Seahawks saying, are better than the Packers. Is that what we're saying? Is that what I mean? <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying here, okay, there's there is a point where I think the defense for San Fran is a lot better than the defense of Green Bay. It's just will Aaron Rodgers make any mistakes? If he doesn't make a mistake, Green Bay wins this game. But if he makes one or two mistakes, you know, whether that be like a, a missed throw on a third and like three or just an interception, then San Fran, with the way that they can run the ball and slow the game down, mm-hmm. like Zadarius Smith and Devondre Campbell and, yeah, Jair Alexander, like, uh, don't get me started on Jair Alexander. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're so good, why do people keep throwing to you? That sort of thing. It's like, because there's always something. There's always something there. But I don't know. I just... This defense, plus they still have Kevin King, right? What Debo uh, just takes one, one like good route past King and he's gone. So, is he on the team? I, I didn't think he was on the team. Either yeah. way, Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers, they're getting hot. They can probably pick the Packers as the safe option, but I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco yeah. wins this. Um, uh, someone would be my stack guy and search up the line. What's the line on the game? Someone uh, quickly search that I'll, up for me. I'll I'll look it up. Pull that up, Hayden. Um, no, I I here's the thing. I I feel like this is Green Bay's game to lose. Like mm-hmm. it's as hot as San Francisco is, Green Bay is the number one team. They do have home field advantage. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is probably the MVP this year. I think he should win. So this is Green Bay's game to lose. Yeah. Um. I agree. Well, yeah. uh, so we all have the Packers, but we are being aware of San Fran, if I'm not mistaken. That, We're that all aware right. of San Fran. We're all aware that Shanahan is still, like, you can't overlook Shanahan's play calling, and San Fran's hot. They have a good running game, and Debo's always something you have to monitor. Debo so, is their best running back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Elijah Mitchell's still an absolute baller too, so All that right. just makes that just makes it even scarier. I have the lines here, boys. I'm gonna say it's Packers minus five and a half, minus four and a half. I'll say Packers by a touchdown. Wow, uh, it obviously depends what site you're looking at here, but if we're just going off DK Sportsbook, um, it is Green Bay favored by six. Okay, and. Uh, the lowest you can get it is Green Bay favored by four and a half on FanDuel. Uh, nothing's come out for the other NFC game, but I Ooh, I could San see Francisco plus six. I could see San Fran covering that. I could see San Fran. I could see it that. being like a four point game. Oh yeah, yeah, I but I, I I would probably take 
Green Bay at minus four just because I'd feel really stupid if it was like 30 to 12 in the third quarter for Green Bay. And it's like, why did I take San Francisco? Yeah, no, but then you got Jimmy G with the backdoor cover. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Dev has the the right stuff there with the Jimmy G backdoor cover. Yeah. But I'm I'm with Ian. I I'd take Green Bay minus four and a half. I wouldn't stay. I, I wouldn't touch. I, six. I would say, I I I would take San Fran plus six is what I was saying. Yeah, I I would do that too. Yeah. But uh, we'll go on to the AFC now. Uh, Bengals Titans. Titans Thank number God. one seed got the first round by. I think this could be a sneaky good game. Derrick Henry's probably gonna be playing. It's this could be a fucking good game. I was gonna say, thank God this is the first game on the Saturday, so we can get this over with, and you know watch you know some real super bowl contenders mm. like the chiefs and bills play each other yeah this is uh this is like this is gonna be a sneaky good game too yeah, yeah. This is, like with co- with the quarterback play too if Tannehill is actually playing well yeah uh who you guys got are we doing it against the spread or are we just doing outright yeah this it doesn't matter I, I like right. the Bengals to win outright. I kind of like the Bengals to win outright too. I, I, I like I like the Bengals <laughs> to win outright too. Like I it's think he, I, again, I think you have the this. you have the best quarterback. I don't know if you have the better coach. I don't know if you have the better. Neither one of these defenses really like get me gets me going. The only one that kind of like scares me is the Bengals defense because they have like stars at all three levels. You know, they have a a great pass rush they have a great run defense and then they have a like not stellar backfield but like von bell very serviceable uh bates. mike hilton Je- yeah jesse bates jesse bates and the resurgence of eli apple yeah just like, mark just like, like we all predicted yeah yeah exactly you know when i saw eli apple on the Bengals, i'm like oh so they're getting torched yeah. it's no. i think i think it's going to be a do you have the over under there, Hayden? Because I think it could be an under game. I think it could be like in the trenches because both of them like heavy, heavy. They both have a good pass rush, so it could be like a like the first like half of the first quarter is going to be three and outs. Yeah, the over under uh, is only forty seven uh, points, and the uh, the bets are. Or like the spread story is Tennessee minus three and a half, so oh. it's almost a it's almost a pick 'em. I would take I, ba- I, Bengals plus three, maybe yeah, even all, take... maybe even alternate spread Bengals plus five. Yeah, you can teaser that. Mm. Yeah, but uh, we all got Bengals. We'll get this uh, show on the road here with the last game, probably the game of the week, maybe other than in my opinion Tampa and L.A. Bills Chiefs. Play earlier this year, Bills took the dub. Mahomes and the Chiefs looked very exposed. But then I'm pretty sure not too much later, the Bills lost to the Jags. So anything could happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anything's on the table here, right, boys? Uh, who do we got? I'll start with Ian. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win because. I don't know how you can beat the Chiefs. I don't know. How, and you can say the same thing for the Bills, but it's just, again, this team is rolling. They played really well this second half of the season. I mean, they've, it, I think they're on like a 12 game winning streak right now. 
Exactly. No, including no, playoffs. They including lost, playoffs. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Cincinnati. Okay, they had okay, so they had this they had the Cincinnati when? loss. Like but week 17? 17. Yeah, when the Bengals won the AFC North. They won that game and they won it outright. That was, that it? was, oh, the game. That was against the Chiefs. Oh, it yep. was. That's right. Point and the last point, minute. The last they, minute that's right. They were on like a 10 game winning streak prior to that, though. The point were. is, I think Mahomes is hot. Um, not just looks wise, like actually like <laughs> playing really well as a quarterback right now. Um, is Ian McNaughty simping for Patty Mahomey? Maybe a little bit, but not definitely not his brother. Um, <laughs> but you got, you got Kelsey throwing touchdowns. You got Tyreek Hill catching wide open passes. And then uh, doing um, cheerleading numbers on the sidelines. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, the Chiefs are just really good right now. They're really hot. If Spags can call up the right plays on defense to get, you know, Make sure Allen isn't scrambling. For, make him throw the ball quick. Don't give him extra time. Chiefs, I, I believe they're at home too, are they not? Yeah, they're the number two seed. Yeah. They're so. a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I wouldn't do spread. I would probably just do like money line or player props for this game. Yeah. There, there's no value either yeah. on either side. Yeah. It's I minus would. 110 either way. So I, I would take... Um, I'm going to take Chiefs like I would take Chiefs just to win outright and then maybe like Kelsey over on yards. Which is probably like how, how 67. Many, how, is, there's got I was going to say there's got to be somebody betting how many TikToks Jackson Mahomes plays, like during a game. Who wants to track that though? That's like like you got to there, have there's, a, there's enough you know private or privileged entitled privileged entitled white kids who yeah. will be interested in that. Someone at DraftKings or FanDuel just hire them to an internship just to do that, just to track that. It's it's you're called the TikTok coordinator, but instead of making TikToks for DraftKings, you're just yeah. watching everybody else's TikToks. Ian's boy, Jax Mahomes. Not my boy. <laughs> um, Chiefs buy a field goal. So you got Chiefs on the spread, or that would yeah no, it's two and a half. Yeah, right? cover two yeah. and a half. I'll Give just, me the I'm, fucking bills. I like it, yo. I mean, I'm. It's a game, in my opinion, it's a toss up. Like, because the Bills won handedly before, and it wasn't just by like a Patriots win over the Bills, where the Bills only passed it like three times. Like, Bills actually came to play, and they outright won. They pressed Mahomes and played him well. So I, I don't hate the Bills winning this game at all, especially with how they played last week, mind you. It's not going to be a seven drive, seven touchdowns game, because that's going to that's nearly impossible to repeat. But I wouldn't doubt the Bills going off again, putting up like thirty plus. I wouldn't doubt it at all. If mm-hmm. uh, if the Chiefs lose and the Bills win, does that mean I get thrown through a table by one of you? <laughs> and then you have to drink a warm oven baked Coors Light after. <laughs> Plus, Ian, uh, to make it more to make it more intense, we will have to set you on fire to get you, views. You're gonna have to throw me off the top of a steel cage, and and I'm gonna land through a table. But then I'm gonna go back up the steel cage once again, just to get thrown through the middle like um, Mick Foley. Yeah, and, and then shotgun a Coors Light after that's been sitting. Shot- all- <laughs> 
chalk on a cord's light and then like have a snowball thrown in my face and then get lit on fire. Yeah. Hayden, did you hear that podcast with Ian, Scott, and Goff? Yeah, of course I did. When we went golfing, yeah, when you I went golfing up at Squam and you told them to drink a beer that you left in your golf bag for, for like, months over the yeah, summer. You know. it, was not, it was not good. It was, it was not very good. warm. I can imagine how shit it must have been. <laughs> a, a warm <laughs> silver bullet. I gotta love that. Boys, this uh, this is a fun episode and this is going to be a very, very fun uh, divisional weekend. I'm going to see if I have any time for the press questions. I don't believe we do. Nope. No time for the press questions, but if you think I forgot, you're absolutely lying. Obviously, on this show, we do a weekly segment called uh, On This Day in Sports History. And so the first one, 1995, the L.A. Rams announced that they are moving to St. Louis. What a travesty that decision was. Yeah, that worked out <laughs> well, didn't it? <laughs> How many Super Bowls did they win in St. Louis? One. One. One too many. <laughs> and like obviously one of the greatest stories with Kurt Warner at quarterback that does he have a 30 for 30 about him no he has a movie about him they got a new movie with him and like every athletic movie ever the quarterback doesn't actually know how to throw the ball because he's an actor he's not an actual quarterback which is like like if you go watch the high school musical stuff like they're all actors nobody knows how to throw a fucking baseball or shoot yeah, a, yeah or shoot a ball in that yeah like oh yeah is that the is that the uh, movie where it's, it's like this meme and it's like a actor throwing a quarterback and he's like a, the high starting QB at practice. And yes. His girlfriend's yeah, like talking to him. Exactly. He's like yeah, exactly. he's throwing like Philip Rivers, like <laughs> one of his six sons. It, it's li- it's literally the Dr Pepper halftime like chess pass that the college oh, kids do to yeah. try and win their tuition. That's what every athlete. Yeah, that's what every athletic movie ever is yeah oh man that's too funny all right uh next one 1996 detroit detroit red wing center steve eisenman scores his 500th career nhl goal that's that's and that's time. He, that's, he, jo- he joins gordy howe as the only player to score 500 goals for detroit that's a that's a timely uh coincidental uh this day in sports wow thank you I needed that. Did it for you, McNaughty. Yeah. Did it for you. Especially with Russ leaving this offseason. You know, oh, I gotta get it. Wow, that, wow, that, that's really, really just <laughs> stabbed me with the knife and then twisted it. That's really kind. Thanks. I teased you for a bit and then I tucked you yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, 1997. We're ending this one on a bang. NBA suspends Dennis Rodman indefinitely for kicking a cameraman. <laughs> And then, oh, and then he oh, probably oh, went to Vegas after and slept uh, with, uh, what's her name? Uh, it was like the Kim K of like the eight, the nineties. Madonna. No, Carmen Electra. That's her name. I wonder the... if somebody would get fined or suspended for kicking a cameraman today because like, oh, probably like eighty-two games because the leagues are soft. Mind you, you shouldn't do it, but I'm just saying. It's weird because like you know, some stuff like. I don't know. We live in a weird time, I guess, compared to then where like back then that was a big rage was like, oh, this guy kicked the cameraman and like, you know, Odell has, you know, partied on boats and done blow in videos and like didn't serve any time for that. 
You know, also it's, paid uh, his former like college alumni two thousand dollars after winning a national championship. But that was cool. That oh my god! And now he's not allowed back on LSU campuses. Bro, that's the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. Is it paying right? a, paying college athletes kind of thing? Like it's like when Chase Young got suspended from the Rose Bowl for giving his family free tickets. Like what? What? Yeah. Are you serious? It's, so dumb. it's the NCAA so dumb. is a bunch of dummies. Even NCAA hates kids. Yeah, it's, that's the thing to say about them. It's so dumb. But boys, this is a super fun episode. We went long. I think we've been recording for about an hour and a half. So this is a this is a good episode. Ian, we'll start with you. Lovely. Where where can the boys find you? Where can uh, everyone find your work? Oh God, you can find it in a lot of different places. All right, that's uh, enough for you, Hayden. Uh, where <laughs> 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 it pays to be the only american on the pod there buddy well i'm dual technically <laughs> like i have canadian and american you know, citizenship but whatever yeah. who cares i don't what am I <laughs> now where can they find you my man where can they find you? uh so basically you can follow us on instagram at syp pod we uh, changed it up now so that's our new instagram it's username. very very clean Looking. Thank you. That's what Very I was going for. A, a, a bit more professional. You yeah. can follow us on Twitter at SYP Pod. I'm, I'm going to do some more stuff there, hopefully, in the next little bit. You can check out our podcast. Scott Conkin, SYP creator Scott and I recorded a new podcast tonight as well on Monday. Uh, you can check that out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you'll find the links uh, on Instagram or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you want, just DM me for links and I'll yeah. give you all the links and not, and not just, you know, SYP links. I can send a whole bunch of other links. That's uh, that's awesome. Hayden, what about you? Uh, the usual Hayden underscore Barton on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. All right. And you guys know where to follow me on Instagram at Jevin.Lefave on Twitter at Jevin Lefave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at left side heavy underscore subscribe to the youtube channel left side heavy press notification bell comment like do all that interact with me i'll talk with you i like interacting with the listeners you know boys so um be sure to leave a rating and review on apple and spotify and check out our past episodes uh check out our latest kickback and relax with uh me and my sisters, we released it on Christmas Day and we talked about Christmas memories and we did a Christmas movie bracket. So it's a little past the season, but it was a very entertaining episode. And boys, this is going to be an exciting divisional round. Thank you for coming on. And we'll see you next week. Peace.